Good evening. Good to see all of you out this evening. We're glad that you're here with us. Our lesson tonight begins a series that kind of coincides with our series on faith on Sunday mornings. But we're talking about God for the next few weeks on Sunday evenings. And tonight's lesson is on the reality of God. When we look at the world around us, uh, I think we kind of get the idea that our faith in God and our belief in God is particular to Christianity, and that's not the case. When we look at the world around us, we see that Christians are only different in their understanding of God, but in reality, most people have some kind of concept or some kind of belief in God. Many teach that God is who you want Him to be. If you want a God that does this, then that's your God. If you want a God that does that, then that's your belief of God and, and anything is, is okay. In the Old Testament, people created idols said to be the God that led them in the wilderness, that led them out of bondage. They believed that these idols had actually done those things. We see the objects of Baal worship and things of that nature as well. People had created a God for themselves. They had an idea of what they thought God was. But they did believe in God. At least to some degree. Some want God to be eternally forgiving. Accepting them for who they are now and not requiring that they change anything in their lives. They have a concept of God. And there are so many other different things that, that I could go on and on with that people believe about God. But as we look at reality, is this the God of the Bible? Is this the God that we should serve? You see, the reality of God is much different than what people believe God to be. He's not the God that we think He should be necessarily. He's the God that He is. He is the God that we should worship. He is the God that we should serve. And overall, it's important that we have a good understanding of who God is so that we know what He expects of us and know what we should know about the God of the Bible. I want to begin our study tonight in Job chapter 38. A few years ago, we actually went through the book of Job, and, and I remember uh, we had a sermon series on it that I remember Jeff had different ones of us read for different people. I thought that was an interesting way to present it. But in the book of Job, we read that there was a concept of God that was presented by Job's friends and, and maybe even entertained by Job before all of the, the bad things happened to him. They had a concept of God that He was a God that blessed good people. 
As long as they were serving Him, as long as they were doing what was right before God, then God would bless them. And that's, that's all that could be done. And so when Job started facing all of his trials, they began to present to him this idea that they had come up with this concept of God that they believed in. That if you are facing difficulty, if you are facing these trials, you must have done something wrong. But God presented Himself to Job as sovereign, as powerful as Creator, much greater than the human mind can understand. In Job chapter 38, verse 1, Then the Lord answered Job out of the whirlwind and said, who is this who darkens counsel by words without knowledge? Now prepare yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the foundations of the earth? Tell me if you have understanding. Who determined its measurements? Surely you know. Or who stretched the line upon it? To what were its foundations fastened? Or who laid its cornerstone? When the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy. Or who shut in the sea with doors when it burst forth and issued from the womb? When I made the clouds its garment and thick darkness its swaddling band. When I fixed my limit for it and set bars and doors. When I said this Far you may come, but no farther. And here your proud way must stop. And God continues on actually until we get to the beginning of chapter 40. It says, Moreover, the Lord answered Job and said, Shall the one who contends with the Almighty correct him? He who rebukes God, let him answer it. God presents himself as greater than we could imagine. Greater in power, in knowledge, wisdom. You see, Job's friends had a concept of God. But God was much greater than their concept. Genesis 1 verses 26 and 27 speaks of God's creation of man especially. 
Genesis 1 verse 26, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. He gives us knowledge. He gives us dominion. We are created in his likeness. Who are we to determine who God should be? It's up to us to learn of God and to serve Him. There are misconceptions about God's relationship with man. But one of the things that we learn above anything else about God's creation is that because He is great, because He is Creator, because He is who He is, we should praise Him. We should honor Him. We are the worshiper. Psalm 8. Psalm 8, verse 1. It is inscribed to the chief musician on the instrument of Gath, a psalm of David. Verse 1 of Psalm 8. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. You have set your glory above the heavens. Out of the mouth of babes and nursing infants you have ordained strength because of your enemies. That you may silence the enemy and the avenger. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars which you have ordained, the Son of Man that you visit Him, for you have made him a little lower than the angel. And you have crowned him with glory and honor. You have made him to have dominion over the works of your hands. You have put all things under his feet. All sheep and oxen. Even the beasts of the field. The birds of the air. And the fish of the sea. That pass through the paths of the sea. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is your name in all the earth. Our relationship with God is that He is, is Creator. And we are the creation. And we serve Him in that way. We worship Him. We praise Him for all the things that He has done, for all the things that He has given us. Some have created a concept of God that we are our own God. And that's not the case. 
God is again greater than we can imagine. He created us. He created everything around us. He is worthy of praise. We should see Him as worthy of praise and honor from us, His creation. God is our Creator. God is worthy of praise. We have to understand too that in our relationship with Him, in our regard with Him, that He is ever present with us. In Psalm 139, another Psalm of David, Psalm 139, beginning with verse 1. O Lord, You have stretched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down and are acquainted with all my ways. There is not a word on my tongue. But behold, O Lord, you know it all together. You have hedged me behind and before, and laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high. I cannot attain it. Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend into heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me and your right hand shall hold me. If I say, surely the darkness shall fall on me, even the night shall be light about me. Indeed, the darkness shall not hide from you, but the night shines as the day. The darkness and the light are both alike to you, for you formed my inward parts. You covered me in my mother's womb. I will praise you, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and that my soul knows very well. My frame was not hidden from you when I was made in secret and skillfully wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Your eyes saw my substance being yet unformed. And in your book they, they all were written. The days fashioned for me when as yet there were none of them. How precious also are your thoughts to me, O God. How great is the sum of them if I should count them, they would be more in number than the sand. When I awake, I am still with you. Oh, that you would slay the wicked, O God. Depart from me. Therefore, you bloodthirsty men, they speak against you wickedly. Your enemies take your name in vain. 
Do I not hate them, O Lord, who hate you? And do I not loathe those who rise up against you? I hate them with perfect hatred. I count them my enemies. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. See if there is any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way everlasting. Realizing who we are as God's creation. David said in verse 14, I will praise you. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works. And that my soul knows very well. Sometimes we face difficulty in life and God knows everything about us. He knows all of our cares and all of our worries. He's always there. And David closes out with some of my favorite verses. Verses 23 and 24. The words of a song that we sing from time to time also. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Try me. Know my anxieties. See if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. God is not far from any of us. When we go to Him in prayer, we can trust that He is listening because He cares for His people. He's always present with those who trust Him. to search ourselves. Make sure that we're serving Him in the right way. Make sure that our hearts are right with Him. But all of these things that, that we have looked at tonight help us to understand who God is. God is the Creator of man. He created the world around us. He gave man dominion over it. We are created in His image. As His creation, we are loved. And He is with us. As His creation, it is for us to serve Him, to worship Him. And that's what we do. On the first day of the week, that's what we do every day of our lives. We serve Him in the way that He has asked us to serve. We've been given a commission as Christians to reach out to the lost souls around us and teach them who God is. And we remember that He is not far from us. That He is present. That He hears us. That He knows or every need. There are many concepts of God that the world has formed, that, that man has created for himself. But I want to know the God of the Bible. I want to know the God that I am taught through His Word. I'm taught about. But the only way to know who God is truly 
is to study His Word. The only way to have a, a relationship with Him is to be a child of His. The only way to be assured of His presence in our lives is to be followers of His. And the only way to do that is through obedience and through faith. There are so many things that I don't understand about God, but what I understand teaches me what I need to do. God has given us His Word and hearing and believing by faith, we are obedient to it. We are to repent of our sins. We are to change our lives. We are to confess our belief in Him. We are to be baptized for the remission of sins. There's no other way to be a Christian but through obedience to His Word. And we are to remain faithful above all. As we study, we can gain a, a greater knowledge of God and who He is. But we must remain faithful to Him. And doing so, we hold to a hope of something greater than this life could ever offer. We hold to a hope of heaven, the eternal presence with Him in the end. So I ask you tonight, are you a Christian? Or are you a faithful child of God? Are you in need of responding to the invitation? Is there anything that we can help you with as far as Christianity is concerned? If, if there is any way that we can help you, we ask that you come as together we stand. As we sing. Um.